0: so like it puts a face behind the brand it just gives kind of more like that personal feeling I think it's just hard sometimes to convey a person or a brand when it's just an image like you can make a pretty image but when you have the founder or owner talking about something and they like really tell you how much they love and you're gonna love the product I think it just sells it better
1: You're listening to Product Powerhouse, a podcast to inspire and empower you while you build a powerful product-based business that fuels your passion and feeds your family. I'm your host, Erin Alexander. I run an e-commerce web design agency that helps shop owners build, grow, and scale. This podcast is all about actionable strategies specifically for your product-based business. So friend, grab a nice coffee and let's chat because DIYing your business doesn't mean you have to do it alone. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Product Powerhouse Podcast. Today, we are chatting with Lauren Schwartz, who is an ad strategist. And I am so excited for this conversation. It's really funny because as we're talking, she's like blowing my mind with what is possible, especially with like TikTok ads and social media campaigns. And she even says like, I can tell in your eyes when it's like you've just learned something new. And I thought it was so fun. My world has been expanded because of this conversation. So Lauren is a thought leader in creating profitable creative strategies for e-commerce brands and a design professional with over 15 years of experience within the digital space. Lauren's passions lie in creating top performing ad creatives. She has personally led the creative strategy for top brands such as Love Wellness, Needed, Kate Farms, AutoBrush, and many more. She is obsessed with design and creative strategy and in her downtime she enjoys teaching others her profitable creative methodology focusing on D2C advertising Facebook Instagram and TikTok. She was a speaker at the Ad World Conference in 2020, 2021 and 2022.
0: Let's chat with Lauren. Hi Lauren, how are you today? Good, doing good. How are you?
1: I am doing great. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm excited to talk to you today because we have never talked about TikTok on the podcast yet. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I'm glad I'm first. (laughs) Yes. So why don't you start by telling everyone who you are and what you do?
0: Yeah. So my name is Lauren Schwartz. I am the owner of The Loft 325. We are a creative studio where we focus on creating ads for paid social. So Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, YouTube, all of it. We ideate, execute, and work on your strategy along with the ads as well. So that's a little bit about us.
1: <laughs> that's exciting. What a cute business name. Where did you come up with that?
0: <laughs> so, I, so I've so i been freelancing for a really long time. And when I first started freelancing, I was living in a back house in Old Town Orange. And it was like literally the size of a shoebox. And the address was 325. And so that's kind of where the name came from. And it just kind of stuck.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's so cute. I love it. (laughs) Thanks. How how did you get into so I assume when you say you like when you started freelancing, when you started freelance marketing and advertising in
0: the same realm? Yeah. So I've actually been a designer for 16 years, but I have I mean, I've always worked in marketing and e-commerce as doing landing pages, website design, and email marketing. Um, And then I had started freelancing, doing like social media for people, websites. And when I actually started, I started working at an agency Was really where I got kind of the like, the bug, I guess, to like really want to start working within paid social. I just loved like the like hustle of it. I loved the the idea of just like testing new things and like trying to figure things out. So, yeah, I just kind of fell into it, I guess, like as far as like getting into the paid social side of it. I mean, as a designer, I've always been, you know, worked on that side, so I think it just kind of went hand in hand. And yeah, and then I started my business about 3 years ago.
1: Oh, that's so fun. We kind of have like a little bit of the same background. I started in print design and advertising. Like through the newspaper. And then once I started freelancing, I was like, I'll just do anything. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think when you're freelancing, you're just kind of like, I'll take anything, like I'll learn it, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. Until you find like what you really love, which for me is like web design and development. But like you find what you love and then you just keep going with that when you're yeah. in the freelance world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so
1: let's talk about video content because everyone is telling us video is where it's at video is king video is everything you need to be focusing on Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts there
0: so i agree that video is important but i also think especially within ad accounts that you can't solely rely on video you know we had seen like a huge uptick with tiktok obviously and engagement and video and it definitely has changed the landscape but i have you know always let my clients know like yes video is important but you also need to have like diversification in your creative so static still work carousel still work so i definitely think like it's important but i don't necessarily think you should have only video
1: i love that i am someone who would rather like read the blog post than watch the video so it's like I like having different options for different people. Even though I create videos and I create audio, I personally like to read things.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. So what are the benefits, I guess, to putting in effort to create video ads for your business for someone if they're not, like, not completely sold?
0: <laughs> the benefits are obviously, it's just you can actually hear someone talking. I mean, again, With TikTok, Reels, you know, all those social platforms have definitely changed so that it is video first. And so I think like more people now just consume more video as opposed to actual just scrolling through their feeds. I think benefit wise is that one, you're staying up with the trend, you're staying current and relevant within like what's happening within the industry. But then it is easier to also relay information through a video. It's more clear. You can you know, discuss the product. Like you can physically describe it. And again, unfortunately, a lot of people's attention spans just aren't, they don't want to read. They don't want to, like, they just want it in their face and they want someone to just tell them why they should have it. So I think that's probably the, the biggest benefit is that someone's verbally telling you what, like why you should purchase this product.
1: Yeah. And with small business owners, when you see a video, like you, you feel like you start to get to know them and then It makes you more invested in buying their products. Like, there are people who I want to order from just because I follow them. Like, you know? (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. And I, I think that's like what is so, like, it puts a face behind the brand. It just gives kind of more like that personal feeling. You know, I think it's just hard sometimes to convey a person or a brand when it's just an image. Like, you can make a pretty image, but when you have the, founder or owner talking about something and they like really tell you how much they love and you're going to love the product. I think it just, I think it just sells it better.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So can you give us some, like maybe some bullet points of things we need to be talking about in our video ads?
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, the main value props, the benefits and, you know, the reasons why definitely problem and solution like what is the problem and what is how is this product solving that problem i think those are probably the main points is that you want to talk about the product do you want to tell a person why this is going to benefit their life so much and again you only have less than i would say 10 seconds now to even capture that whole story but you can do it in obviously these small little snippets where people can start to see and understand how this product would benefit them. And then I really just think it's like driving at home of like, what is the main problem that it's trying to solve? And then how is it going to solve it?
1: That was my next question about the time limit. Like, are you supposed to do this all in one video ad? Do you do like a series of video ads? Yeah. What is the strategy behind these ads,
0: I guess? Yeah, so we definitely do a lot of testing. So again, you really have a short amount of time as someone's scrolling through the feed. So really, we try to think of like the hook where it's essentially like the first second or first three seconds. And within a video, it's like you want to get someone hooked and then you want them to engage and watch the video. I would say if you got them to at least five seconds, like you've done a good job, at least at least they've engaged a bit and they've watched a little bit longer than three but I mean, really, you don't have a lot of time until someone will click and onto the next, you know, onto the website. But essentially what we do is we take the ads and we like to do a series of testing. So we'll have one concept where we test two hook variations. It's essentially just the first three seconds of the video, whether it's like video or copy, and we'll test that first. And then the rest of the videos is basically the same. But really just trying to understand, you know, what exactly is getting people's attention, why are they stopping, and, in, and starting to do like a series of testing. So we do a lot of iterations, we do a lot of testing in order to see like what videos are working, but we usually try to fill the account with different variations of concepts, you know, problem solution, value props, benefits, all of that. So that as someone is actually getting into your funnel they'll start to be served different ads as they start to engage with the platform.
1: If someone is like wanting to try TikTok ads, should they have already built up a TikTok account? Like, can they start from
0: scratch? Where do they kind of go from there? It's funny. I was actually talking about this yesterday, but on TikTok, you definitely need to start building your organic following. So I think the great thing about TikTok is that your content gets served to more people as opposed to like Instagram or Facebook, just with the algorithm. And so I think if you don't have a TikTok and you're wanting to start ads, I would definitely say at least start your TikTok to at least start to get that organic engagement. But you can, you know, you can start running ads as you're building up your organic content. Like, People want to at least know that you're on the platform as opposed to just putting ads on it. So I always say like, make sure that you're starting to build up your organic following on TikTok because it is important. And, you know, people will call you out. I mean, we've had brands where it's like, well, you're running ads, but I don't, there's no page to go to. Like people will go look at the page. They'll look and see what you're posting on your organic. So take the time to work on organic in line with working on your TikTok ads.
1: At your agency, do you help like with the ideation of organic ads, like things that are, are like, I guess, organically growing your TikTok
0: account? Yeah. So we do have someone who can help with that for sure. Our main focus is mostly ads, but mm. a lot of times like the content that we produce, like we do use a lot of trending sounds and different trends. So we, you can add that into the organic content as well.
1: Yeah. That's really interesting. I feel like Maybe this is my age showing. <laughs> I feel like I I can watch TikTok videos, but I have no idea how to use the platform. <laughs> I feel so dumb using it. It's like Snapchat. I never got into Snapchat. And I'm like, people tell me about it. I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> and I'm super tech savvy. It's just like, when you resist it, I guess that's what it is.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think like, it depends. Like, I think everybody has their like special, like their platform that they obviously engage with more. And like, that's totally fine. Like I used to only engage with Instagram. Like that was what I liked. But Mm -hmm. now obviously I, I do search more on TikTok and now I do like TikTok. Like you can, when people say you can get stuck into these like dark holes, like it's really a thing. Like you will just keep scrolling and scrolling and like finding more content to consume. And I think maybe that's why some of the hesitation and why people don't like TikTok is because they don't want one another social platform. And two, they just don't want to get sucked into this dark hole of like, I'm going to continuously scroll for three hours.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I did have like a personal TikTok account and I was using it to follow like a very specific topic. And I found myself, it was like a, you know, like a personal thing. I found myself getting like really hooked into it and like a lot of comparison and a lot of like feeling. Kind of depressed by seeing like what other people were doing and trying to like feel like I had to do all of those things. And so I ended up like just deleting it. I'm like, this is not good for my mental health. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep it for the business stuff, which I still follow like personal things like book talk and stuff like that on
0: there. But I had to like get out of that. That category that I was in. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that's like, that's just social media in general. I think it's just very much like, you know, there's so much imposter syndrome, I think that goes on within social Mm -hmm. media. So, yeah, I feel that.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. So, I know we're talking a lot about TikTok, but do the same types of ads that work on TikTok, do they work on Instagram or Facebook?
0: Or are you creating like different style of ads? So, It's funny that I think has definitely shifted to, you know, because again, with the rise of TikTok, things that you post on TikTok will work on Instagram and Facebook, but it's not the opposite. Like Uh whatever you design for Facebook and Instagram doesn't translate to TikTok. So we actually, when we work on a lot of our nine by 16 ads, we actually create them in the thought process of making it native. So native to TikTok and native to Instagram, because again, reels and stories have taken such a big forefront on the platform. So it's easier to take a lot of the trends that are happening on TikTok and just translate that over. So we kind of think, I guess, like TikTok first when it comes to that sort of thinking.
1: So if you just for example, like if you had an idea for a TikTok, would you create it and make it in TikTok? And then would you just like go over to the Instagram app and create it again in the Instagram app?
0: No, so for ads specifically, they do have in TikTok the new creative platform. I myself, I'm old school. So we get <laughs> a lot of content from our like from creators and and people. And so I edited everything in like Adobe Premiere and Adobe like After Effects, but we have a lot of I mean, the fonts, everything, like you can make a you can make it look exactly like the platform. Sometimes it is easier, obviously, to just design in the platform, but for me, like it's just easy to batch create a bunch of ads and then send it over to our clients. I totally get that.
1: I guess I've heard, and so this is like maybe this is a myth that if you are like making a video, it's better to make it in their app. Like if you're putting captions and stuff, they want you to use their captions, but you use a different platform to create your ads. So you're saying that that's okay?
0: Yeah. So organically, organically, yes work in the platform. Okay. Ad specific, you can work outside of the platform and add it in there.
1: That's really good to know. Yeah. Very helpful. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know you hear like all these different things from different creators and it's just like, I don't know what to do.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, there's a lot out there. <laughs> Trust me. There
1: really is. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of things that could work if you just tried them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think this has been so interesting. I barely started dabbling in Facebook ads this year. You know, I tested them out to see like were they getting were they working, where are they getting? and so it's just like a whole nother world of marketing, yeah, and I think that there's a lot of really cool potential, especially for selling products. Through ads. Like we've seen that on TikTok because everyone's like, oh, I saw this on a TikTok ad and I got it. My bestie, she buys everything off an Instagram ad. Like she'll have something new. I'm like, you got that off Instagram, huh? (laughs) And so, like, (laughs) I'm like, oh, yeah, I saw an Instagram ad for that. I knew you would get it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So there's like a whole different world of what you can do with ads. Are there certain types of businesses you work with in your agency?
0: So we mostly work with e-commerce brands, so direct to consumer, product based, but recently we've actually started working with like a lot of B2C brands, so more like app based brands, more more just like business to like not an, an actual physical product. Like we're selling more of a service as opposed to a product. So I think more people are actually starting to see the value in paid social. And I mean, I think a lot of people have already seen it, but it's just now a matter of like testing it and trying new things. And especially again, with like the rise of TikTok, like you can make a product work service app or product base on TikTok. Like it'll definitely work if you have the right creative.
1: I like that a lot. Yeah. I feel like I've asked you a lot. You've shared so much great information.
0: I actually love talking to people that don't know a lot about TikTok creative because it's just like, I, I see it in their eyes where they're just like, wow, like that's, that's a lot of information. Or That's how I'm feeling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lauren, I feel like this has been such an informational conversation. There's so much potential with TikTok. And I think we're really seeing that, like the rise of creators, the rise of products because of TikTok. And I think for me, it's exciting. I love innovative business. I know some people complain about having to be content creators in their business. But I also feel like if you don't want to create content, then don't. There are other ways to market. This is just one, one option, right? Right. So I feel like this conversation has been awesome. And I'm excited for anyone listening who wants to get into ads and TikTok specifically. I do like to ask everyone on the podcast one question, the same question. And that question is... What is something you're currently learning in your own business? I just like to show everyone that no matter what level we're at, how long we've been doing this, we're always learning and growing and evolving. So would you mind sharing with us something you're currently learning in your own business?
0: Yeah, I'm definitely learning how to be a salesman. Sales is not my strong suit. Again, like I'm a designer, I'm I that's what I do. Like I love design. So thinking the sales process has actually been this year has been a huge shift with just like outbound leads and trying to like really work on my business and just being a better salesman. So uh yeah, I would definitely say sales has been my biggest learning experience this year. It's really relatable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I think a lot of people listening understand that too, because we're like, oh, we love this. We love making this product. You know, we whether it's like a handmade product or something that we've developed or, you know, had manufactured and poured our, you know, creative energy into. We're like, oh, now I have to sell it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yes.
1: Before we say goodbye, can you tell everyone where they can find you online?
0: Yes. My website is the loft three two five. And then all of my handles are at the loft three two five. So definitely give me a follow. <laughs>
1: awesome. We will have those links in the show notes. We will definitely have your TikTok on there so we can follow you. And I will say, like, if you want to go to Lauren's website, The Loft 325, she has really good example videos on there. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I love it. I love the videos you have. So I can tell that you pour a lot of like creative energy into creating these ads you do
0: for your clients. Yes, definitely.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much for being on the podcast today.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Erin.
1: Thank you for listening to the Product Powerhouse Podcast. It means so much to me that you take the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. It's my favorite thing to create, and I am so grateful that you've taken the time to listen. If you enjoyed this podcast or you have listened to other episodes and enjoyed those, it would mean the world to me if you could take a minute out of your day to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me get the show out to more people just like you who are out there trying to grow their own product-based business.